as you listen to God's servant, Tayo Ladajo, may the vision of the finish and of God's high calling for the church be further increased in your heart to inspire accurate lifestyle and orchestrate the outbreak of the Spirit of God in the earth. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Christ Jesus is our unleavened bread. Amen. It was made sin for us. Is that right? Christ Jesus is our first fruit. Is our first fruit. Is our resurrection and life. Is our access point into rest. Amen. Then we look at Pentecost. Pentecost speaks of the endowment of the Spirit, the baptism of the Spirit, the appointing of the Spirit of God, the indwelling Spirit of God, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Pentecost also speaks of the gift of the Spirit, the, the, as part of the gifts that accompany the presence of God within us. Amen. Pentecost also speaks of I mean, rather, uh, uh, then we look at tabernacle. Tabernacle speaks of the fullness of God. The feast of tabernacle speaks of abyss, abyss of righteousness. Tabernacle speaks of God's glory being fully revealed among his people. The peak of tabernacle, what tabernacle signifies is the unveiling of and the establishment of God's kingdom in the earth. God dwelling among his people. God made known among his people. It signifies the fact that we all become his tabernacle, his resting place in the earth. It's a call. Tabernacle is observed as we fulfill the call unto sonship. And but for that to happen, we must heed the, the, trump, the voice of the trumpet. Amen. The feast of trumpet. The voice of the trumpet. We must heed the call of the spirit. And we must also observe the great day of atonement, which signifies the cleansing and consecration of God's people, the sanctification of His way and the separation unto God. Then, before we talk about the, uh, 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 the fullness of tabernacle itself. So we could look at it from the feast of God. We could also look at migration. We're talking about at the corporate level, the church. We could look at migration in terms of church history. The unfolding agenda of God. Amen. Since time began. If you look at things from the Middle Age, you know, we remember the Dark Ages. Amen. When, after, when we talk about the Dark Ages, that's the period after the, uh, the early church, you know, uh, uh, the Roman Empire. It's the, the, the Dark Ages begin at the peak of the Roman Empire when the Roman Empire collapsed. Amen. And then we saw a lot of the, the significant thing about the Dark Ages was that uh, there was no significant light. There was no significant notable measure of light. No invention. No exploit. No, not, no book reading. Nothing. No kingdom emerging in the earth. The only thing that happened during the Dark Ages was the invasion of Islamic movement. Praise God. There's a period of when Muhammad began to rise. 
So, so dark ages was a time of when light was extinguishing the earth. Then after then, God began to restore back. We began to have the restoration move of God. The first move we had was Martin Luther. Martin Luther, you know, the, the reformer. Praise God. Who was a Catholic monk. And by then, Christians were given and to lion. Lion were, were eating Christians. That was what, that was the underwork of Roman Empire. You know, and, and, and all that. If you stand for Christ, for the word of God, then you'll be executed. So then afterward, we didn't have light. The word of God was, there was extreme famine of the world in the earth. So nobody understood anything. Even the simple gospel of salvation was no longer understood. So God raised a man by the name Martin Luther. He was a Catholic monk. He was just observing the penance and was doing the Catholic thing. But the only thing is that he's, he, was, he was seeking for God. He was seeking, but his, his conscience constantly was being bruised by condemnation and guilt. The consciousness of sin. Until one day, he had an encounter with God and he had an audible voice saying, the just shall live by faith. That marked a beginning of a migration in the spirit and the move of the spirit. And he, 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 he gave his life to Christ and he began to discover more and God brought light upon the earth. He put his discovery into night five tests and nailed it at the entrance at the door of the Wittenberg Chapel in Germany. Of course, that caused a lot of trouble. That was the beginning of trouble. But you know, that singular action was the beginning of the restoration move of God in the earth. God began to move. God began to move from every angle. God began to raise, you know, Calvin and began to raise Zizendorf. God began to reveal himself to people again. From that moment, because one man stood, one man stood and said, No man is the head of the church, but Christ Jesus, who gave his life for his people and died. So, therefore, the Pope is not the head of the church. Thank you for listening to this timely word of the Lord. 